No me. Chapter no, six. No me. I said it. Chapter six. Ha ha, I said it. You did it. Ha ha, I said it. Ha ha, I said it, you didn't, I said it, and... Um, so for two weeks, the animals traveled on towards Florida. It must be a long way, said Hank. I did it! The weather doesn't seem to get no, any warmer. No, uh, but it, it doesn't. But it doesn't get any colder either, said Mrs. Wiggins. And when, that, when down here, the leaves are still on the trees. And when we left home, the trees around the farm all, had all shed their leaves and were ready for the winter. Well, I don't care how far it is, said Hank. We're certainly having a good, good time. Hey. Um, okay. So, um, well, I don't care how far it is, said Hank. We're certainly having a good time. I shall be almost sorry when we get there. Nearly every day now, large flocks of birds pass by them overhead, southward bound. And one morning, the same swallow who had first put the idea of migrating into Charles's head dropped down from the sky and circled about over them. She had left home two days earlier, and she gave them all the news of the farm and messages from their relatives until uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bean were well, but they felt very bad that the animals had left them. At first, she said, Mr. Bean thought someone had stolen you, but then somehow he guessed that you decided to go to Florida for the winter. I heard him tell Mrs. Bean that he hoped you'd have a good time and come back safe and sound in the spring. And he said he was going to try to make things more comfortable for you, although he didn't know how he'd manage it because he didn't have money enough to fix the things up the way they ought to be. When the animals heard this, they felt a little sorry that they had left Mr. Bean without saying goodbye. But we'll bring Sim something nice from Florida when we get back, they said. Did they end up doing that? Yeah. So far, they had kept away from the cities as much as possible because they were afraid that the people would not understand that they were migrating. We tried to lock them up and keep them. And when they had to go through villages, they always waited till late at night, when everyone was asleep. But at last, one day, away off in the distance, they saw a little speck of gold that glittered and sparkled in the bright sunlight. They wondered and wondered what the gold thing could be, but none of them knew. And pretty, I don't know either. A city? No. A building? Pretty soon, do you remember this, Miriam? Yeah. Pretty soon, as they went along, the road turned into a street, and there were houses on both sides of it and trolley tracks down the middle. And the speck of gold grew bigger and bigger. It looked as if it was a great golden balloon tethered among the trees ahead of them. Wait, who's Robert? Oh, the dog. We're coming to a city, said Robert. We'd better turn off this road and go around it. I wish I knew what the gold thing is, said Freddy the pig. <laughs> Freddy had a very inquiring mind. Maybe that's why he becomes a detective later. Just then, a little woolly white dog with a very fancy blue ribbon around his neck came along, and Freddy asked him. The little dog stuck his nose up in the air. Don't speak to me, you common pig, he said. Eh? said Freddy. What's the matter with you? I only asked you a civil question. Go away, you vulgar creature, said the little dog snippily. Oh, said Freddy. You're too stuck up to talk to a pig, are you? And he laughed and ran at the little dog and rolled him over and over in the road till his white coat and blue ribbon were both gray with dust. Then he stood him on his feet and said, Now answer my question. Then the little dog meekly told him that the thing that looked like a golden balloon was the dome of the Capitol. 
And that the city they were coming to is Washington, where the president lives. We're already this far? President, uh, I mean Washington, D.C. You've been there, Miriam. I don't. I don't know if you have, Ada. You might have been. I haven't. Yeah. Well, you might have been there as a baby. Oh, yeah, Diagra Falls. No, that's, uh, that was a different place. Actually, it might have been Miriam who went there as a baby. When Freddie had given him a lecture on, we never met the president, though. When yeah. Freddie had given him a lecture on politeness and it helped him brush the dust off himself, he let him go. I'd like to see the president, said Hank. Dad, when I look that way, I think that's a mouse. Mm. I'm in a wet. Mm. Do you think it really is? No. Uh, all the others said they'd like to, to meet the president, too, but they were afraid to go into the city because the people might I lock them up. I no. And boys were sure to throw stones at them, remember? But Jinx the cat said, I vote we go. Just the same. I don't believe the president will let them do anything to us. And we can see the Capitol and the Washington Monument and maybe go up to the White House and call in the president. So they decided to go. Um, I'm going to bed now. Yeah, we should. We'll finish this page. So they decided to go and started down the street toward no, the city. No, we finish the chapter? No. Why? It's too long. All the people came out on their doorsteps to watch them go, go by. But nobody bothered them. And by and by, they came to the Capitol. They stood for a long time and admired the big white building with its many columns and its gilded dome. And they walked around to the side and admired it some more. And while they were standing there, two senators in silk hats came out and saw them. I didn't know animals ever visited the capital, said the first senator. Neither did I, said the second senator. I don't see why they shouldn't. I think it's rather nice. Then a third senator came out and joined the other two and said, By George, I've heard about these animals. They belong to one of my constituents. They're going to Florida for the winter, and I believe they're the first animals that ever mi migrated. This gentleman is one of the most important occurrences in the annals of this Wait, august how assemblage. Did he know? Uh, Mr. Bean must be somebody who voted for him. Uh, I'm going to order a band and take them around and show them the city. And so he I went know, in. but how did, would Mr. Bean know? I don't know. Like they're going to migrate. Well, he figured it out once they... Somehow he figured it out. He and Mrs. Bean figured out that they're migrating. So he went in and ordered the band and told the other senators who put their heads out the windows and smiled and waved to the animals. What's a constituent? asked Mrs. Wiggins. But none of the others could tell her. Dad, and to this day, she never has found out. Uh, let me just finish this. There's only another two pages to the chapter, so I'll finish the chapter. Pretty soon the band came and they struck up Marching Through Georgia. That must be a song. And went up the wide avenue toward the White House and the animals marched behind. First came the senator in the high hat, then Charles and Hadrianna, and then Mrs. Wiggins, with the mice sitting on her back, and then the oh, and the and the spiders, right? And then the two dogs and Freddie and the pig, and then Hank, with Alice and Emma on his back, and last came Jinx. Yeah. Um. And then they all walked in time to the music and held their heads up and pretended not to see any of the people that crowded the sidewalks, as everyone always does when he's in a parade. <laughs> Beside them walked 20 policemen to keep the people back. 
and to prevent them from pulling tail feathers out of the ducks or chickens to keep it souvenirs. Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect a parade. They all went over the city. Dad, yeah. I'm really tired. Okay. Put your head down. They went all over the city and the senator showed them all the fine buildings and parks and monuments and last they came to the White House. And there was the president out on the front porch smiling and bowing to them. And as they filed past, he shook them each by a claw or a paw or a hoof. Even Eek and Quick and Eeny, the mice, and cousin Augustus overcame their timidity and put their tiny paws into the president's big hand. They were all very proud. And then they went on with the band playing a different tune every ten minutes. And the people cheering and waving handkerchiefs. When they got to the edge of the city, the band stopped and the senator made the speech, which began, Friends and constituents, I am very sensible of the honor which with you have done me today. To welcome a delegation of the home folks to the nation's capital is one of the few pleasures that cheer the burdened brow of those whose stern duty is to keep their shoulder always to the wheel of the ship of the state. And that reminds me of the story of the two Irishmen. And he told the story, and the animals laughed politely, although they did not see anything very funny about it. And that is why it is not written down here. Nor is the rest of the senator's speech written down, for the animals did not understand much of it. And I'm not at all sure that the senator did either. But all agreed that it was a stirring speech. Then the senator said goodbye to the adventurers, and the band played Auld Lang Syne. And the animals went on their way. You guys know that song? Well, said Mrs. Wiggins with a sigh. No, I don't. Um, she, as she dropped off to sleep that night, we certainly had a grand time, but I do wish I knew what a constituent is. <laughs> Any thoughts on that chapter? It was a good chapter. I could read it. <laughs> Can I? No.